Hello and welcome to the Jeffrey Podcast. This is another episode where me and my brother John. Hello. We talk through a band, going through their albums and picking our favourite tracks to collate a playlist. You can find the playlist on Spotify and you can also find us on social media as well. It's uh, at Jeff- Jeffrey Podcast. So today's episode is Balthazar. We normally start by going how our rich history with the band. Um, there isn't one here, is there? No, not really at all. In fact, we uh, we stumbled across Balthazar because we're big fans of Deus, and the Balthazar are also a German sort of indie band that supported Deus. And because they were, we'd heard of them from that, and we saw that they were touring, um, so we thought we'd take a look at them, and actually really enjoyed them. So hence us deciding to include them here. Yeah, they're Belgian though, not German. Did I say German? Yeah. That's weird. Belgian. They're definitely Belgian. I agree with you on that. Although um, they are from sort of the Ghent side of Be- of, of Belgium. So that is the Dutch-speaking Flemish side. So um, it's slightly more Germanic than the French side. But that's. Um, I think I might just have to accept I got that one wrong and not try and justify it. No, best, yeah. Because I, I know that you do know that Belgian. You've just never said that before. Yeah, well, we are recording this. So if I could, if you're wrong, we will know about it. But yeah. I, I suspect you won't be if you said if you noticed mm. that. Well, what you could do is just say Belgian a couple of times and then edit it back in and all this crap out. There's a thought. But anyway, so when we were researching Deus, I kept finding references to them banging on about how great Balthazar were, which then started us listening. Really, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And they are great. They are good. I, I really have quite enjoyed it. And, and they're, they're a band that I've enjoyed more and more the more I've listened to them. There, there is definitely depth there. I haven't got bored of them. It's gone the other way. Or I've actually enjoyed them more and more and heard more and more each time. Yeah, I think I started off being a, a little bit bored of them. And actually, it, it Yeah, grew. me too. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And, and one thing that also turned the corner for me on them was seeing the, a, a, a video of them live on YouTube. One at Seagal in Paris. And goodness me, I mean, the, the it, it's a lot livelier. There's a lot more kind of bounce to them. They really sort of give it some welly on the live show, which doesn't always come through on their on their recorded stuff, which sometimes can feel a little flat in comparison. So they def- that that again, that gave me a sort of a second wind as well. It gave me sort of more motivation to to, to listen again and again. But yeah, certainly grown on me, and really kind of enjoy them a lot now, and really admire them. Yeah, so so the next thing we normally talk about is the research, which, which again isn't a lot of. Yeah, it's not going to take long again because there isn't much. Personally, I've I've read a few, not read, watched a few bits on YouTube. Yeah, me too. I've watched a few bits on YouTube. I've read their Wikipedia page. I've I've looked at things like Discogs to try and um, tease out basics as much as I as much as I could from from there. I've managed to pull together a little bit of lineup history which i hope is i hope it's accurate <laughs> but there really is very little out there about them and and you can't get in touch with them either there doesn't seem to be any easy way of contacting them so we 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 did sort of look into trying to contact them for an interview or something but there's uh i couldn't even find a way in their website's rubbish it's got like one page all right so you, did you actually message them no couldn't okay couldn't find, couldn't find a way in um, I've tagged them on social media a couple of times to see if they would respond, um, but they, they remain aloof. I mean, at the time of recording this, they were, or the time of preparation and recording, they were preparing to go on a tour, and then they're now on tour, aren't they? 
Yeah. So yeah. I think it would be very unlikely they would have responded anyway. Yeah, I don't know if they do their own social media. I mean, they're not obviously a huge band or anything, so um, they could they could do that. Maybe they will notice in time. I keep looking for excuses to tag them to see if they will uh, so, so I could uh, get a conversation going. But I, I fear that may not happen. Although I mean, I, I think a lot of bands have got better things to do. The other band don't, who don't, I won't I won't mention. So, sorry, but... sorry, sorry. Better things to do than be on the Jeffrey podcast. Well. Some people have some funny ideas. You're blowing my mind here, fellow. I have no idea what you're talking about. What could be better than being exposed to the, the kind of listenership we can expose them to? Exactly, yeah. There's, that's tens of people, isn't it? Exactly. So shall we, shall we say who they are? As in line-up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want... You, I've got what I think the line-up is as well, so do you want to go and I'll, I'll compare to what I Okay, have. all right, okay. Well, I've got here that Ginty Deprez... And I do apologise for uh, mispronunciations. Yinte. Yinte, thank like you. Yinte, Yinte de Prez and Martin de Volder are the sort of main two fellas. And they're the, they both do vocals, guitar and, and, some, and you know, multi-instruments at, at, at and main songwriters. And they, they are best friends from school. And they, with Patricia Van Est, formed the first version of the band. And they initially had a bass player called Joachim Quartier and a drummer called Kern Verfali, but they were soon replaced by Simon Cassier on bass, who I think is a cracking bass player, I love his style, and Christoph Kleiss on drums. So that's the sort of main initial lineup. Yinti Deprez and Martin de Volder, guitar and vocals, Patricia Vanest, keyboards, violin, Simon Cassier on bass and Christoph Kleiss on drums. Do do you concur? Yeah, I have dates. So they were formed in 2004. And those two that did leave left in 2007, both of them. But they hadn't released an album by then. So the first album is 2011, which is applause. And because there was lack of research as well, the one thing I did look up is um, the name Balthazar. And Balthazar is one of the three kings. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. He's um, described in the Bible as of black complexion with a heavy beard. And he's the fellow that brought the myrrh. Is there a reason they chose that, though? Does it, is it, sort of, does it have any meaning? Are they particularly f- fond of myrrh, for example? I don't think... They did refer to the name in an interview, and I don't think they particularly liked it. And I think they must have just fallen into it and grew to love it, perhaps. I quite like it as a name. I think it's good. Yeah, I don't mind it now. Um, but, yeah, maybe it's one of those ones that they, it's just what they... They needed a name, and that was the one that was just mentioned and got stuck with it, as you say. I think the same thing happened to Jethro Tull, of course, that they sort of got stuck on the one night they got rebooked with that name. And I think uh, I've heard the the, the same true of Dave Matthews' band, that they just had to pick a name, and someone just said Dave Matthews' band, and it wasn't actually Dave Matthews, and it just ended up sticking. It does suggest you should think these things through, just in case people need, need, need a name for your band. You should probably put some thought in. Yeah, you could be stuck with it for 40, 50 years, couldn't you? Yeah, well, Balthazar got lucky, as you say. It's not a bad name at all. No, it's good. So the first album, Applause, 2011, I think they were quite... They were building popularity. They'd won awards, I think, and, um, you know, locally. And then we get their debut album in 2011. What do you think of this one? Well, I I like it a lot. I think it's got loads of character. I think it's... um... As I said at the beginning, there is something about the production of all their albums which seems to kind of downplay a little bit of what they're doing. So there is that kind of, as you said, you sort of were bored at the, a little bored at the beginning and then grew to find it more and more interesting. It does almost feel like there's a sort of a cloak across it and you have to kind of work your way through it a little bit to sort of get what's behind it. 
and I, I do find that probably true of all their albums. So it does feel slightly flatter at first, but again, subsequent listens, it does feel like it opens up. But yeah, I, I do really like it. It's it's got um it's got a real atmosphere to it, and quite a sort of a unique sound. I think I like the, the vocals. I do find some of the violin a little bit. I don't know what the word is. It does feel a bit melancholy, and that feels like that's a bit overused. That kind of melancholy violin thing. But on the whole, I do really like it. I think there's some really strong stuff on here. What do you think? I generally agree. I really like it. I think of the albums, it was the one I got into first because I, I think it is. It is a bit livelier and it's a bit more varied in styles. It does remind me quite a bit of Day as this album, certainly more than all the others, particularly with songs like Hunger and Boatman. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed quite... I think initially it seemed very heavily sort of hip-hop influenced to me, more so than Day are. And I don't know whether that's true because I'm not a big expert on hip-hop, but that's sort of something that sort of seemed to strike me straight away with it. Oh, right, that's interesting. I didn't get that. I got more of the kind of, I suppose, I don't know if you'd say trip-hop, but, the, you know, like bands like the XX, with that kind of sort of bleak electronica sound, almost Scandinavian in places. It, it felt like that was kind of an influence more than hip-hop itself, I think. So, what are your favourite tracks on here? To be honest, I kind of pretty much like every song on this album. There isn't anything I dislike so I would be happy with any to make in our playlist to pick out favorites I mean 15 floors is good the opening track which is the most popular looking at numbers of plays but I would probably pick hunger at the door the second track and maybe maybe throwing a ball which I really like I think that's got just a really catchy I mean I think you described that one as quite obviously my favorite because it did have that kind of deusy vibe to it Um, but yeah I pretty much like everything on it to be honest but maybe those two are my favourites, Throwing a Ball, Hunger at the Door. What about you? I think my, my favourites are 15 Floors, Hunger at the Door, and I think Blood Like Wine as well. Right. They would be yeah. my top three. But I agree, I don't... Um, sorry, I do. I, I like all the tracks. Obviously, I wouldn't pick intro, but apart from that, There's a few I wouldn't would pick. Okay. There's a few I wouldn't pick, because there are some that I like more than others. Um, and I, I would also add to your list The Boatman and Blues for Roseanne. I do like those as well, a lot as well. And Morning, as well. Mm. I'm pretty much saying them all, aren't and I? And Wire, I think, if we're going to pick in that next group. Um, yeah, that probably would be in the next group for me. But anyway, we both said Hunger at the Door, so let's put that on. And then what you said, 15 Floors, and what else did you say? Blood Like Wine. Okay. Well, either of those, I don't particularly mind. I like them both. Well, we both did say 15 Floors, didn't we? Shall we just stick with that? Yeah, why not? That seems to be the... Well, that, that, that going on numbers of plays again, that 15 Floors, the first track, and Blood Like Wine, the last track, are the two biggies, aren't they? So Yeah. Okay, so we jump to the next album, which is 2013, Rats. What do you think of this one? Well, I love the name. I just, I, I do, I don't know why, I just love this name of this album and the reference to it in the song Sinking Ship. I just think, I don't know, it's just something about that that I just really like. He's talking about rats leaving the sinking ship and he just, look at them go. I just really love the way he does that and the way he sings it. Yeah, I, this album, I, I initially warmed to it more than applause and thought, oh yeah, this is kind of feels like it's a nice step forward and it's sort of just a little bit more of everything, a little bit deeper, a little bit cleverer. Yeah, just, just sort of a nicer, kind of richer sounds across nicer sort of songs, better, perhaps a little bit stronger songwriting. Kind of just liked it all more, with the exception of 
the way any suggestion just drags on and on, which I just don't think that works at all. I just find that a turgid dirge of not much fun at all. And I don't particularly like the song Lion's Mouth. So we've got a couple of songs I actually start not quite liking as much. But then there's probably songs that I like more than on applause. But the more I played it, I think that it probably didn't get as didn't keep going up in my estimation if you see what i mean so so yeah initially i really liked it more and then i was less and less sure that that was true what about you um i think probably somewhere around the opposite of that i thought this one just took me ages to get into and i really didn't like it at all at the beginning oh really i think a lot of um you know martin's drawling vocals i think slowed me down a little bit and i just thought it really, I think it annoyed me a little bit at first. Now I listen to it and I hardly even notice it. And that struggled with it. Um, I mean, I, I agree with some of the songs. I think there are a few sort of weaker songs on here. But I have gotten to like the album, but I, I, it's never got that close to applause for me. Yeah, like I said, at first it was above applause, but then it drifted below, just over listens. And listen, although I do think there's some really good stuff on here. There's some great tracks. But it, it took me a while to work out, to tease out whether I preferred Applause or Rats. Because I do think they're very close. They're just quite different. But although the, I don't think the difference is that obvious at first. They, they, quite, they sound quite similar until you keep listening and you, you can you can really hear the difference. But I don't, yeah, think, I don't think they're similar at all. Do you not? No. I think this is quite a bit blander. I mean, it's gone... Because it, you said about Trip Hop for the first one and I sort of felt that here on this one. Right. And I think this is also... This is a step towards their sort of alternative min- minimalism style of music that they do, which I think is just not really in applause at all. Yeah, it is more minimalist. It is more trip hoppy. It is more going into that Scandi pop atmospheric a little, maybe. But at first, yeah, I didn't. To me, it felt like a continuation when I first heard it, but a, a deeper, broader, better, richer. Um, and then, as I said, that I kind of changed my opinion and thought, mm, I'm not so sure actually going back applause does actually feel a more satisfying beast. So we've sorted out, I think, the ranking of the album now, then. We, we agree yeah, Rats, I'd probably is, go, sec- sorry, yeah. Um, Rats is second. Yeah, but I, I, I only just, in my view. It's it's cigarette paper between them, but yeah, only just. Okay, this could uh, mean trouble ahead, but let's not worry now. What What tracks are we going to pick? I'd like to put... Do not claim them anymore on the list. That's for me the best song. Yeah, yeah, that's very much um, in my top cluster as well, along with Listen Up, um, Sinking Ship, and Later, and to some extent the oldest of sisters. And I like the man who owns the place as well. But I'm very happy with Do Not Claim Them Anymore, and then probably either Listen Up, Sinking Ship, or Later. If any of them work for you, um, I would pick Sinking Ship out of those. What did you have anything else in the top? No, those those were my top two. Oh no, Oldest of Sisters, I think, as well. And later, and then Sinking Ship, Any Suggestion. Oh, so it's Sides. very similar. Yeah. Although Any Suggestion to me was down, the, down near the end, just for that end. Yeah, I quite like the end. Do you? Yeah. Oh no. A little bit of, bit of strings. I, I just found it depressing, that end. It doesn't work for me. I wanted to like it, because I do quite like extended instrumentals and quite hypnotic, repetitive beats and stuff, but... It, nah, I don't know, that just doesn't seem to quite make it for me. Fair enough. Which track are we actually going to put on, though? Did we? Um, well, do not claim them anymore. Yeah, that's Well, on. I'm happy with either Sinking Ship or, or... Didn't you say Sinking Ship? Out of your list, I think, yeah. Yeah, that'll do, yeah. 
That's that's a really good song. I really like it, and it's very Balthasar-y. Well, as as all their songs are, in fact. Yes, some more than others, I guess. Well, not not particularly, actually. They're quite consistent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so shall we move on to the next album? It's 2015 and Thin Walls. This one was written while touring, so presumably when they're touring the Rats album, and this is the first time they got a producer. And it shows, I think. Yeah, Ben Hiller, who has worked with Blur and Depeche Mode. Well, that's pretty good. Um, pretty good CV, isn't it? It's not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it shows. I think the, I think they're better with a producer, and I do think they get a, a a better sound. You can really sort of feel more, a little bit more of the energy. The bass, I think, is better. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, much, I do prefer the sound of this. I do think I was saying before it all felt a little cloaked, and that feels a little bit less true from now on in. It does feel a little bit more. Uh, breathing a little bit more so yeah i do i do prefer the sound i think it's got again loads of really good songs there's not a song here i don't like and i think there's some real crackers a couple of really top ones in here and the the biggest one here by far is bunker that's the one that seems to get by far and away the the most listens 28 million listens so that seems to be the biggie and it's the one they kind of put in their encore or their sort of you know the big track position in the set list as well. So that seems to be their mainstay big hit, Bunker. Although I do think that's a great song, but I wouldn't actually put it as my favourite. What about you? Where are you on this album? I agree with what you've said, basically. It's, I do think it's really good. Sounds good. Consistently good throughout. Every song is good. Some slightly better than others. I think Bunker is my favourite, and I would probably pick Decency to go with it thinking of the playlist. Um, and again, they've taken a little bit of a step towards this minimalization ag- again. I think, you know, Nightclub, I think, is a good example of that, because it's quite sort of rhythmic with the sort of keyboards and um, string loop. Last Call sounds exactly like the Charlatans to me. It just sounds like a Charlatans song. It's and I mean that in a song. good way. I like him. Yeah. I like the Charlatans. But um, even vocally, it just sounds like uh, Tim Burgess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We must do the Charlatans on this one day. I do like the charlatans as well. But yeah, um, I, I, again, I agree. I, I noticed actually, by the way, a producer also included Jason Cox, who was also a producer of Massive Attack and Gorillas. So again, pretty impressive uh, CV there. Yeah. But it does it does explain a, a lot of the diff- the, the, the slightly improved sound. Slightly improved sound, a ridiculous thing to say. It does exp- it does explain the, the the different sound. So So what song did you say then? Bunker, you said, as your top track? I said Bunker and Decency. Decency, the opening track. Yeah, Decency is pretty good. Bunker, I'm happy with Bunker. I would have probably either Then What or Last Call, but I'm happy with Decency. That's definitely in my sort of top four or five tracks, along with uh, the last track on the album, True Love. Yeah, I would be okay with True Love, I think. I think the other ones you said were sort of more down the bottom of my list of this song, this album's songs. I forgot what you said again. Decency. Decency, yeah. So decency or true love? Well, I don't mind if you said decency. That's fine because I have true love and decency ranked similarly. Okay, let's so stick either with way, that. either way works for me. And where do we rank the album? For me, it goes to the top. I am happy with that. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure because you you, you um, spoke earlier of, of tough times ahead. So I don't know exactly where you're perceiving these to be, but. We shall find out. Yeah. I think it depends where we obviously want to put the other albums. It's because you've got, yeah, you said, um, Applause and Rats are very close, where I don't think they are. Right. It depends if you want to slip something between them, I guess. 
Exactly. Which is, is what we'll, the, we, you'll find out after the break. That's the sort of thing people say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Build the tension. So we'll have, the excitement. We'll have a now. All right, shush, we'll have a break. So the next album is 2019's Fever. And in the gap in between Thin Walls and Fever, they'd been touring continuously for about six years. Um, and I think I'm tired of it a little bit. So they all went off and had a break, went off and did solo projects, which I think Yinti, Martin and Simon all released solo projects. Patricia Fenest left the band to be replaced by, and apologies for the pronunciation here, as uh, Tij Del- Delbeck? Yeah. On keyboards, violin, guitar and trombone, the big four. And we have a new drummer. <laughs> Mikhail Balkane. Again, apologies for pronunciation. So, what did you make of this one? Fever. Well, it is a less serious sound, I think. It does feel sort of a bit looser, a bit kind of, a bit less, um, I said before about sometimes sounding melancholy. It feels like they've thrown that off a little bit and they're being a bit poppier and a bit a bit more direct, perhaps. Um, a little bit more, well, looser, a bit, a bit more sort of um, fresher sound, I think. Which I, I which I think really works, and I like it because they, it they, you know, they don't, this is relatively speaking, this is still Baltasar, so it's still you know got all those kind of Baltasar stuff going on, but it does feel like a little bit more all of those things really. To just repeat myself, so I I just think this is just full of every single track. I think strong. I like the new sound that that slightly poppier, brighter sound. I think it's. Uh, a really good album. I think their songwriting just goes from strength to strength, and they've got some real, real crackers on here. What about you? Well, I disagree slightly here. They did describe this as a happy and joyful celebration of the group. I think after their long gap, they then appreciated that gap and then got back together, and that's kind of how they describe it. And they also keep mentioning it sort of an African element with the drums, which I have to say I didn't really pick up on much, but... No, I didn't um, pick up on that. I think it, it, it is in there, I guess. To me, it seems more influenced by sort of jazz and dance music, yeah. which I'm not massive fans of either generally. Although, you know, I don't mind a bit of influence in there. It seems to me to have more, it's more repetitive um, in a sort of nice hypnotic way, but it has fewer sort of hooks, catchy, catchy songs. That's interesting because I was thinking, because I was saying it's slightly poppier, but uh, perhaps I mean brighter. A brighter sound, a slightly happier sound, is what I'm, I think I'm reaching for there. But I do agree with you; it is jazzier. It does feel, have that feeling about it, but in in a in a positive, funkier way. And I think I do kind of quite like some jazz, at least the funkier end of jazz. So perhaps that's what's feeding into my feeling that it's a bit of a brighter album. Mm. And that's perhaps what I mean by that. Yeah, I do think you're right though about it being a little bit poppier as well. I think. They're, they are influenced a little bit by sort of quite commercial pop and I think that is here here too certainly I think more in the next album which we'll come to but I think there are signs of what is coming with the next album on this album too So what tracks would you go for? I think Fever Phone Number Entertainment or What You're Doing that's kind of my top few or oh, Wrong Faces as well quite like that's probably yeah, my had... favourite few yeah, I had fever, fever, what you doing, entertainment, phone number. I also had roller coaster, and you're so real. And in the sort of next group, which are all pretty close, changes, wrong faces, 
are never going to let you down again and grapefruit so there's a lot of crossover there so i'm certainly happy with fever if you want to put fever on because we both mentioned that yeah i think and I then maybe of... either what you're doing or phone number yeah i think that's the, the those three were the crossover weren't they with our top ones yeah. so let's i'll just put fever on and because it's the title track yeah and i think it does lay out the stall the song fever the fever it is a it's not saturday night fever in that sense of sort of dancey pop but it does kind of uh, sort of lay out their stall of this is going to be a happier album this is going to be a a brighter, jazzier, funkier, poppier experience. Less melancholy violin. Um, and and for the other track, should we do phone number? Yeah, fine. Either what you're doing or phone number is fine, I think. And where would you want to rank this album? Well, I'd, I'd put it to the top. Goodness me. Oh, this is this is the source, is it? This is the this, source of... Yeah. The, the, well, it seems to be, yeah. Around. Wheels are coming off here. Because we, we, we've agreed quite a lot recently on, on stuff, so... This is the first time we're going to have a serious disagreement, isn't it? For quite a, quite a few episodes. Yeah. You see, I would leave it at the bottom. You're joking. I am not joking. You're nuts. This is the whole Fiona Apple thing again, where you're just completely wrong. I listened to Fetch the Bolt Cutters the other day again. That is just such a good album. Well, that, let's not go there again. It, it's a sore that, um, that keeps calling me. I keep having to go there again. I do think it is not the same thing, though, because... I do like all Balthazar albums, all five of them. So this is not the same as Fiona Apple. Well, it's the same principle of there being a big disagreement where sometimes, you know, we've disagreed on positions of albums, but you sort of get the point afterwards. You've listened a little bit more and you think, oh, I can see where you're coming from. You may or may not end up in agreement, but you can sort of see where the person... I can see where you were coming from. You've you've said the same with me where you've, 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 you know, sometimes agreed, sometimes not, but you get the point. Whereas I think with Fiona Apple, I just couldn't get where you were coming from. And I suppose, yeah, okay, it's not quite the same because you're still saying you like it, but I still can't see you put this at the bottom. For me, God, I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, well, obviously, we're not going to put it at the bottom or the top then. We have to find somewhere in the middle to put it. Yeah. Shall we come back to this after sand? Yeah, okay, let's do that because it might end up exactly in the middle, which would yeah. be, so I suppose, the... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. God, that's weird that you think that. Because I initially sort of thought every album was kind of slightly better than its predecessor. Rats was a bit better than Applause, and then I kind of changed my mind. Thin Walls was better than Rats, which I still think. Fever was better than Thin Walls, which I still think. And then came Sand, mm. yeah, which was recorded in lockdown. So this was uh, a lot of very different ways of recording because they were using a lot more kind of electronic stuff and doing it during the pandemic, working remotely. So you get a slightly different sound here. You go first this time. Yeah. You tell me what do you think of it. Well, I really like it. I think it's it's strong throughout, and I like every song pretty much. There are a couple I think that are a little bit weaker, but generally I like like it all. I think it's a step towards sort of the commercial pop that I mentioned before. This is it is quite poppy and sort of more commercial soul pop, I would say. Can we say when we're talking about when we're using the word pop in this regard, we're very much within the Balthazar context which is still not remotely poppy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think you would um, get a pop fan jumping up and down at Balthazar. Maybe not. But I think, in it, you know, that, that influence is definitely there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I, I just want to put the word pop in context. It, it's, it's Balthazar pop. It's not, I'm just trying to think, it's not Rick Astley. That's not, that's not really very up-to-date reference, no, is it? I can't think of... That's not who's, really who's, the pop I was talking who's about. Who's Super Poppy? One Direction, who's Super Poppy? That, that I'm trying to say, but it's not that. 
what Taylor Swift. I, d- I don't know. Would you say she's super poppy? Um, well, she's not. As an artist. I'm just trying to think of pop people. And I she's matured as an artist. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, it's not. It's not. You know, Justin Bieber. Although he's. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It, it's pop within a very sort of um, indie, electronic-y, Belgian poppy, rocky thing. <laughs> oh god, it's making less sense. So yeah, I agree with you. I like Sand. I think it's a really good album. I think it's got some really good songs on it. I love the sound of it. It's, it's. I think probably got their strongest songs on it. Although I like the sound slightly less because it's a little bit more electronic and going a little bit too electronic for my taste. But that's a very kind of picky thing to say. I do think it's really good, and I do love a lot of the songs. So I generally agree with you. Okay, so you're saying about some of the best songs, what would you want to pick? I think on a roll moment, Hourglass. I do quite like Linger On as well, Losers. Again, I don't dislike any song. You Won't Come Around is a really good song. Passing Through, Powerless. But my, my favourite ones are probably On a Roll, Moment and Hourglass, I think. Okay. I mean, my standout favourite is Linger On. Yeah, I do like Linger On as well. Do I'm you very want... happy for Linger On to make the playlist. Do you want to pick one of your others, but not Hourglass, but anyone out of sort of Moment? Why do you not like Hourglass? No, it's my... It's my one of my... They're the, I have the two really? that are a couple lower down at the moment, and that's You Won't Come Around an Hourglass. It's not quite the title track, but it is the sort of title track, because it's the one that's talking about time frittering mm. away, and you break open an hourglass and it contains only sand, and then the, so the sand being the metaphor for wasted time, I guess. So this being called Sand. So it's kind of the title track, sort of. Um, well, I would pick on a roll then, I think. Okay, we'll go for that. Which is probably their most popular song. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Lingeron's pretty catchy as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, bearing in mind what you've just said, does, do you want sand at the top? I'm very happy for it to go to the top. I had it similar to Fever. So, I'm, do you want it at the top? Well, I think my ranking is the top three albums are, in no particular order, Sand, Thin Walls and Applause. And they're all incredibly close in terms of ranking. So I wouldn't really be that bothered about which way around those three were. Then I would have Rats and Fever in that order as the bottom two. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I certainly had them all very close. I do have Thin Walls and Sand above applause. So definitely the top two, I think, have to be Thin Walls and Sand. Okay. And I would probably put Sand above Thin Walls. But, I mean, to be honest, it's it's, again virtually nothing between them but if we have to pick I'll let's let's say sand first thin wall second okay. rats last and then we just need to decide which way round applause and fever go i would put fever above applause i don't like it but i think i'm gonna have to go along with it because it's um i think i'm gonna have to uh compromise a little i think you are gosh applause being fourth well but i mean that's fourth of the fact that they're all good albums yeah i know there isn't there isn't a duffer here on any of them it's every single album is good every single album is really enjoyable so it's it's no it's no criticism being fourth of five if all five of them are good albums is it no that's true it just seems very low but something has to be fourth yeah it does yeah i agree with you i know how numbers work fella it doesn't (laughs) feels like you're struggling with the concept no i think we've we've done it fella we've done it we've got there 
Number five, we have Rats. And number four, we have their debut album, Applause. Number three is Fever. Number two, Thin Walls. And number one is their latest album, Sand. Okay, welcome back. So before the sting, we ranked the albums, and that was about a month ago. We've um, subsequently been to see Balthazar Live, which we'll come to shortly. And that's partly to do with the timing, was to have a little bit of a break before we, we saw the gigs. So the first thing we look at is the album covers. They've got five very different album covers here. Do you have a favourite? Yes. My favourite is probably Fever. And I do really like the album cover of Thin Walls as well. Those two albums, because I really like them both, both completely different in style, but I do really like them. And I also like the cover of Rats in a, in a sort of different way. I'm not that keen on the cover of Applause, and I'm not mad on the cover of Sand. There you go, that's my summary. Fair enough. I quite like Applause, and I think as well, from a, if you have a vinyl release, I think it might be quite satisfying. It works probably less well as a CD cover. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of got this kind of almost i can't can't really describe how would you describe it sort of slightly sort of cartoonish figures sort of cartoonish almost looks like a crest doesn't it yeah almost looks like a crest yeah it looks like a crest and it's sort of a cartoonish figures but in a sort of very old-fashioned style slightly posh yeah characters they almost look like like a um, dance three they look like sort of three weighed cake decorations yeah something like that the image is sort of scratched out a bit as well yeah i I would say dislike it it's just not my favorite of those it's 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 fine it's okay but i think rats cover again it has a very sort of slightly old-fashioned looking picture of a boy brushing his teeth in the mirror so it's a very sort of odd cover but i do quite like it it's got a charm to it i agree it's odd i'm not sure it's particularly in a a good way (laughs) Thin walls is just, it's just gold, isn't it? Yeah, but I do quite like it. I know it's very simple. It's just the words Balthazar thin walls on a shiny gold background, but I do like it. I like its simplicity and especially contrast to the previous two. And then fever, it is very striking, which um, I I like. Yes, it's a very good picture. I think whoever took it uh, should be proud of themselves. Very much so. Well, if they're still alive. Yeah. (laughs) If they're close to a pack of hyenas, I think you'd be a goner. If they are, they're not hyenas, are they? They're something else. Are they hyenas? It's a dog-like animal. A wild dog-like animal with massive ears. Yeah. I'm not convinced I'm not, it's a not hyena. not really sure. No. I thought they were hyenas. Yeah, they might be. But I suspect the camera was left there and the, the, the yeah. photographer was absent. Yeah, they have, sometimes have um, robotic cameras, that, yeah. like a remote control car type thing. Um, so you don't have to go don't too have, near the animal. You don't have to lose your life. As long as they... In the process of... Yeah, and they often... Because they are just all looking at the camera as well, so perhaps they've just driven up to them. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. But I like that, and I like the way, uh, you know, the, the words are on there as well, the sort of Balthasar fever. Quite small, sort of fairly central near the top. I like the way that's done. Yes, very small. Mm. That's, again, that probably works a lot better on vinyl. Yeah. Because it's, it's a bit bigger picture. And the sand picture, of course, is, is again quite striking and a little bit surreal with the... Is it a manatee that sat sat on the sat waiting sort of, somewhere? Yeah, it looks like sat a... Sat in a waiting room. Yeah, I think it's a manatee sat in a waiting room somewhere. But yeah, it is quite striking. I would, Yeah, I, I, I kind of... I'm fond of it because it's... You know, I love the album. But I don't... I'm not, yeah, 
and I kind of quite like its weirdness. I do like the weirdness of their covers. So yeah, I, yeah, I sort of like it, sort of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're a little bit undecided here. I think we can. Uh... We kind of like the oddness, but I suppose like all sort of eccentric oddities, you ever kind of love them or or you really don't. There's not much that's down the middle. I suppose the Thin Walls one is the only one that's kind of down the middle. Where, where there is no real oddity to it, I think it's quite stylish. But whereas the others, you know, they, they're going to they're going to be sort of ones that you kind of love or hate, I guess. Which yes, I, I'm now contradicting by saying that I neither love nor hate them. <laughs> yeah, true. But I think we're agreed they're all a little bit odd. Yeah, and different, and that's I suppose in a way a good thing. We should probably move on. Extra tracks would be next. So looking at the extra tracks available, they have a single called Leipzig, which is not, it's a non-album track, which is perfectly fine, but I didn't think it would particularly add to our our playlist by adding it on. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it came out just before Thin Walls, and it kind of, it does sound like a Thin Walls album track, rather than a single off the album, to me. It, it's fine, but I don't think it's one of their best songs to, to add to the playlist. Would you like to nominate anything? Well, I was going to curveball the crap out of this for a second and throw something in here quite different because I don't I don't think things like the Sandcastle tapes I don't think produce anything because they're just sort of jams and outtakes and sort of slightly earlier versions of things. So I don't think that's really a mine to mine. <laughs> I think it, so I was going to suggest the two side projects of of Yinte and Martin are both really excellent. I mean, you could include Simon's side project Zimmerman as well, but I was just focusing on Yinti and Martin as the two main songwriters within Balthazar. But uh, Yinti's Jay Bernhardt and Martin's Warhaus are both really good. So I, I was thinking we could put a track of those on one, one of each. Yeah, and I, I, I do think I know we've we've both put quite a bit of effort into making the rules for this podcast as complicated as we can. Yeah, but. It's fairly simple that this is a podcast on Balthazar and the tracks you're nominating are not Balthazar. Have you considered that? Well, I had, hence with labelling it a curveball, but they are the the two sources of Balthazar, essentially, is the wonderful union of these two very talented fellas. And here we can hear them as individuals. And it does sound like sort of half of Balthazar almost, in a, not in a, in a good way, not in an incomplete sense. It does sound, you can just hear... The, the various sort of elements of Balthazar coming along in what I think are some really, really banging tracks. Right, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've, I've, I've listened to them and there, are, there is some nice nice tracks there, but I do think this is... Um, it's a rule break, a rule break just, too far. I think far. it's a rule break too far, yeah. Right. Because it's, it's not... They have to be Balthazar tracks, I think. Okay, I think I think that does make sense that it isn't Balthazar, you're right. It's... Warhouse or Jay Bernard. Okay, all right. So my curveball didn't succeed. No, um, I think we should leave that. All right. Moving on to the live tracks, I think you're, based on what you've just said, I think you're going to resist my suggestion of actually taking the live tracks from the Sandcastle tapes. Well, I didn't... They're not really live in front of an audience, though, are they? No, they're not at all, no. And I think this is one thing about them, as we, we discuss, you know, on... When they record an album, they are one band. When they are live, they're a, a different band. And I think they've done something with these sessions, which is somewhere in between the two. They've again done something different with it. And I do like that. I was going to suggest that we put 
at least I want you because I really enjoyed it live at the at the gig we went to. Alternatively, if you're resisting it on the base of being a live track, would you let them on as an extra track, as something different? It's another string to their bow. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm okay with. I, I think we 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 need to decide. I mean, this this is an important point here because if we're how are we defining live track? Because I'd assumed live track meant in the concert environment, and this isn't. This is playing live because you could play live, such as Spotify live or within a radio station live. There are that kind of live, and this is sim- more similar to that. It's sort of without an audience or with a very limited audience. So I don't know if you can necessarily get it through under live. So I th- I th- think we could get we could usher it in as an extra track. I think we could make the case for that even though it appears on an album, but it is a different version. So I'm more comfortable with it going in under the extra track banner, I think. Okay. And are you happy with I Want You going on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great track, of course. I think with a, se- a session is somewhere in between. and I, I think it gives us yeah. the artistic license to basically do it as we see fit. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. We've, as you said, gone to a lot of trouble to create unnecessary rules. What we and then break them quite often so yeah well that was going to be my point we do will then go on to we do have a system of breaking pretty much every rule yeah but that's not the point we don't approach it intending to break them it's just with circumstances show up the rules for the entirely unnecessary and unhelpful framework they are and therefore we're forced to break them in order to uh, do what we want to do but i do think a session is a live performance well, it is, but it's... So it depends which way you look at it. Well, I think a live performance has to include an audience. And I think, an, because an audience is part of a gig, it's as important part of the gig as the band, in, in, to some extent. And therefore, I, I think you've got to have the two for it to be a live track. And we do have live tracks to go at. We've got the Wait Any Longer live EP. So we do have four live tracks to go at, which are actually played in front of an audience. We just put I Want You Through as an extra track. And, yes. And we... And we uh, d- decide whether we not we want anything from Wait Any Longer. Well, I think we should. We do try to put on a, a live track, don't we, for, for everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, do, I mean, as you said, it's, it's such an important part of who they are, that very different, much, much livelier version of them that you see when you see them live. On the Wait Any Longer, we've got Bunker, then what? Nightclub and Wait Any Longer. We've got those four to choose from. And Bunker we've already put in as a proper track. So probably not Bunker. Yeah, let's leave that one. So that's down to three. So then what? Nightclub will wait any longer. One of them? Yeah. Do you have a preference? Well, they're all really good. I kind of... So not particularly. Do you? I don't think so. I'm just going to have a quick listen. To all right, the... I will as well then. All right, so we both had a quick listen. So have you got... Right, go on. After three, say which is your track. Okay. One, two, three, then one. Nightclub. Oh, fucking hell. All right. Well, we could put both on. All right, put both on. Because sometimes we do put two live tracks on, don't we? Yeah. No, oh, there we go. Then what on Nightclub? They're both good. Nightclub, I think you can hear the audience more because it's at the Bataclan. But I think then what is a slightly more Balthazar-y showpiece. But anyway, whatever. There we go. That's that done. So we should just mention, I think, the gig we both went to. Although we didn't go to the same gig, we went on the both went on the Sand Tour. You went to Madrid. Yeah, can't remember the name of the place. Salamon, two words. I went to the Electric Ballroom in Camden. 
We've both been very gushing and positive about the whole thing. Yeah, because it was really, really good. Yeah, it was great. As was as was the support act, which you just said, as was the support act, Sylvie Crush. Indeed, yes. You were, were banging on about her for quite a bit after seeing her as I well. I was quite impressed. Yeah, no, that was fine. Fair enough. It did go down very well in Camden as well, and I, I uh, enjoyed it as well. I think, you know, Balthazar, their reworking of the songs, it's just live. They're just a, a lot more energy. Considering on records, they're quite minimalist, and I think... For me, on the records, it's a lot about Simon's bass and Yinti's vocals, whereas live, it's completely different, and it is a complete ensemble, and everyone is... It's just a completely different makeup, isn't it? And Yeah. Ev- everyone sort of stands out, if that makes sense. It doesn't, does it? No, it does. It does. I mean, it's... Absolutely. I think that's really well put. And I think even when... You know, Martin, I think is a much is a much more imposing sort of frontman figure. I don't think he I don't think he quite embraces the frontman role. I think he's almost too respect respectful to Yinte to do that to want to be seen to be taking over. Perhaps he's very. I think he's naturally a very collaborative guy. If you look, Barhouse is collaborative. Um, he, obviously, Barhouse is a main collaboration with with Yinte. So I think he's naturally a very collaborative um, fellow, and he doesn't want to sort of take over. So I think he almost holds himself back a little bit from being the front man he perhaps could be. I don't know if that's true, of course. It's just pure speculation. But, um, but yeah, he, he, he looms large over the, over the band live, more so than perhaps on the record. And I love it when the fellow gets his trombone out. The other, the other guy, what's his name? Um, is that Tidge Del, Delbeck? Tidge. When Tidge gets his... <laughs> that cannot be the pronunciation. There's no way. But anyway, I'm very, very sorry. You were a brilliant musician, singer, trombonist, etc., so I do apologise for the disrespect. But I loved it when he got his trombone out. The whole crowd cheered at that point. Did that happen in London? I don't I don't think so. I was a bit further back, so I was less aware. But obviously people were going fairly sort of wild all the time anyway. Well, we, we, we should say that there is a proper full review of, of our impressions of the gig uh, as a separate podcast. And to go back onto your point about Martin, I noticed having watched a few interviews, Martin does always seem a bit shyer than Yinti, particularly on early interviews. Martin tend to sort of like let nod everything over to Yinti and he sort of would answer a lot of stuff. So I think there's possibly just slight sort of difference of the personalities in that and that Yinti's a bit more outgoing. Yeah, that's, I mean, now you say it, you can sort of see that in the sense that Martin was a lot more, he did seem almost almost awkward, um, which is ridiculous thing to say for somebody who's so cool and, and uh, such an impressive performer and musician. But he did seem almost slightly awkward in his interactions with the audience if it got close. He was okay if you sort of stood back a bit. But, but yeah, he did seem sort of a slightly embarrassed about the idea of being too much of a, of a front man. I did kind of perhaps sort of hide a little bit behind the prop of a guitar or a keyboard or whatever. Well, that's quite endearing. Finally, you've got, we've got the final list. Are you happy with the ranking? We have had a month to think about it and listen a bit more because... Um, I would rank it a little bit differently now. What would you change? I think seeing them live has confirmed Sanders number one. I would put applause up to number two. Before it was then Thin Walls, Rats, then Fever. And those have probably all closed in now and could be fairly interchangeable as a sort of bottom three now. We're about there. Applause is out of out of place more for me than anything else. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not, there's not really an easy way around that other than putting it above Fever. I guess that would be the only way. Which... Yeah, all swapping with thin walls. But I think they're, they're also... 
also close quite to close. each other. I, I, I do actually like all five albums. Yeah, so basically what we're saying is, basically what we're saying is this ranking is entirely pointless. They're all basically, they're all pretty much as good as each other. There's perhaps a slight preference for Sand at the top and probably Rats at the bottom. And then the middle three, we kind of disagree, but we all like them all anyway. So this entire podcast has been a complete waste of time. Yes. I think we're consistent on that though, aren't we? Yeah. So sorry for wasting your time, listeners. Ignore this ranking. Just pick up those albums in any order you want because they're all bloody good. But Sand's the best. <laughs>